Hi, this is Fat Mike from NoFX. Hi, I'm actress Ann Mahoney. Hey, friends, this is Hey Billy Jim. Hi, this is Kyle Dunbar from Ink Master, season three and four. Hey, this is Shutout Joe Frog. Hey, everyone, this is Jessica Kiernan. Hey, it's Ryan. I'm Molly, and we're from Mother Mother. Hey, it's Shelby Chong, and I'm a Canadian from Vancouver. Yo, yo, what's up? This is me, DMC, and a place to be right here listening to the Toddcast Podcast. The Toddcast Podcast is powered by The Pint. Vancouver's favorite sports bar at 455 Abbott Street and online at vancouver.thepint.ca. Now, here's your host, Todd Hancock. Were you like me in that your later elementary school years, like grade six, grade seven, that was when you really started to get into music, and it really hasn't slowed down all that much for me over the years. I mean, I got into radio as an on-air performer because of music in my early 20s. Did that till into my 40s, then jumped into podcasting in 2015 after being shown the corporate door in the summer of 2014. I'm also one of the instructors for BCIT's radio arts and entertainment course. And it just kind of seemed to gravitate to those who are kind of like-minded, I guess. Like a guy named Daryl Hers. This guy has been banging it out in the music industry for over 25 years. He runs one of Canada's largest indie music conferences with Indie Week and the Pro Music Summit, and he is a returning guest this week. <laughs> uh, grade six. It was grade six. Yeah, well uh, done for me too. Yeah, I, I was enamored by just so many different aspects. I mean, th- those were the days where Saturday morning cartoons started early with like the Partridge family, Bay City Rollers, so there was music yeah. Saturday mornings. Um, and then a few years later, when video started, Friday nights was uh, good rocking tonight. Stu uh, Jeffries. Stu Jeffries and Terry he, David he's Mulligan. He's a guest a week after <laughs> you're a guest. Oh, amazing. Yeah, see, he's still going. Joining Daryl Hers is a seemingly overnight success story. Online fitness trainer Skylar Gates is a guest. Yeah, so I actually started all of my, I guess like my entire um, platform like a year ago. And whenever I first started, like, I didn't really know how this was going to go. Um, one of my friends actually got me to start it. And I was just like, you know, like, I don't think this is going to go over well. And it did. So props to him. Love him for that. And to round out our three guests this week, of course, we always have three guests each podcast. You'll hear from this week's musical guest in just a minute. It's the singer of the first indie band to have a number one song on Billboard's mainstream rock songs chart. Coming up shortly in Stop Me If You've Heard This Before, UFC fighter, champion, Aljamain Funkmaster Sterling talks about making the transition from wrestling to MMA and setting up his first fight. That is powered by FKP MMA. My youngest guy, Levi, goes there, absolutely loves it, tires the kid out big time. Great for self-discipline, of course, and self-esteem. 100% recommend. Great staff. They're friendly. They're ferocious. Vancouver's number one training destination at fkpmma.com. First, our first guest of three, as mentioned, our musical guest, Dirty Honey singer, Mark LaBelle. That's brought to you by Hand Over Hand Textiles in Vancouver. Naturally dyed goods for your home and body. Pure plant extracts. Natural fibers. It's good for Mother Earth. Find them at handoverhandtextiles.com. Handoverhandtextiles.com. Welcome aboard. 
Uh, you've known about Dirty Honey since 2017, although they didn't release their self-titled debut album until March of 2019. As mentioned, they're an indie band, in fact, the only indie band to have a number one song on Billboard's mainstream rock songs chart. When I'm Gone was a massive song for that band. And Mark talked about how that one came together. That one was, it was an interesting thing. Like I'm, I'm very much an advocate of not giving up on something you really believe in, whether it's a riff or a melody or like a, a lyric or something like that. And I had these two, John wrote the riff and I had a completely other song um, with another riff that I really love that I'd like to revisit. Um, but the chorus, the, the chorus melody was in this other song. Oh, and so one day I, I don't know why I did it. I don't know how it happened. I can't even tell you where I was or I just remember being on my couch and I played the acoustic to the when I'm gone riff. And then I took this other chorus and floated it into what is now when I'm gone. And I, I was like, I think this is pretty good. And he was like, yeah, that sounds good. You know, didn't think anything of it. And then flash forward, um, we went out to Austin and did a demo of it um, with a buddy. And then, you know, it that like really sparked everything when my manager was kind of sniffing around and we were searching for management and we had some stuff going on with record labels and everything. And, and he heard that song and he was like, Whoa, like that's, that's something special for sure. Yeah. Um, and that was the catalyst for everything just kicking off. Quite honestly, straight up, Dirty Honey has lived the rock star life over the last few years, even through the pandemic. Think about this, playing shows with GNR, Kiss, The Who, The Black Crows, and you'll love hearing about Mark's first concert experience. Aerosmith um, in Saratoga. Yeah. Um, I think, I want to say either Kiss or like Fuel opened. Yeah. yeah, it was awesome, man. It, I met them uh, that morning. I was like a little kid and I met Aerosmith, you know, like my heroes. Um, and that was that really sparked an interest in wanting to be a musician, you know, at an early age. Oh, I bet. Yeah. And so so now you, you look back and you're like, man, all these bands that I grew up with, like you've been on fucking tour with like GNR and, I know. and Slash and like, dude, it's crazy, man. It's, it's, uh, yeah, you definitely got to step back and pinch yourself when, when you're having experiences like this. And, you know, I was telling my agent in, um, in Europe, he was like, who's like your dream act to tour with, you know? I mean, you guys have checked a lot of the, the dream boxes. And for me, that's guns and the black crows and, um, the who is a big one too. I think the only ones left in terms of like the legacy acts would be like Aerosmith, ACDC the stones it's like i'd be like okay yeah what else could i ask for really great to jump a zoom with mark i've been playing his band's album non-stop the last few weeks solid rock we're talking like the stones the crows and as always we got talking about a lot of stuff binge watching the terminal list i guess is good buddies in that he shared his thoughts on aliens visiting earth their first show back after the pandemic, how Dirty Honey's been nominated for awards along the way, the fact that they played this year's NHL Winter Classic. You really should Google this, search this out online. They did an awesome cover of Prince's Let's Go Crazy. Yeah, TNT called us and, you know, they'd heard about us like 
the producer of the you know the the broadcast had heard about us um on spitting chicklets actually um okay and he was like following our career ever since and he just thought man you know we're looking for this we're looking for an artist to do like a rock cover of you know a print song because the winter classic was in minneapolis you know and and um he's like immediately thought of you guys and just see if there's a tune that maybe speaks to you and you know see if you can do something interesting with it or if you guys are even interested in doing this little project and i was like obviously of course i'd love to do something um are you a hockey and, fan yeah big watching? hockey fan um you know and and obviously a big prince fan and i had heard a version of of prince doing let's go crazy with like a heavier riff to it and um you know we kind of built this cover on that idea and and you know really put our own little spin on it and that was you know a big determining factor in whether or not we were going to do the music because like you got to make it if you're going to do a cover you got to make it your own you oh, know 100 percent, yeah. yeah yeah so um you know we did our thing with it and they were cool cool enough to have us you know fly flies up to duluth and shoot on a frozen lake and do all this crazy drone footage with um this drone operator i've been trying to do some stuff with for a long time he's like a famous cinematographer okay. um so it was really like magical you know um like conglomeration of all these interests i've had and people i've wanted to work with and um hockey obviously so it was uh the guys were not too thrilled about being in duluth in the middle of winter but uh, it was fine I think it's cool to hear how bands decide which cover songs they want to play. I think we talked with Mark for just over a half hour. Uh, you can hear it right now at our iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. You can see the full interview at our YouTube account and, of course, subscribe when you're there. Search everything out through at Toddcast podcast they were recently dirty honey that is uh, on a co-headlining tour with mammoth wvh touring europe this past summer uh, played vancouver's the rickshaw theater just last night september 5th absolutely fantastic set these boys can play and we got mark talking about you know writing songs during the pandemic he shared a near-death story about uh, a grizzly bear like what the batman and the green book came up. So did trimming weed and Aerosmith and the stones, his love of hockey from road trips as a little kid. We talked about watching the battle for the Stanley cup present day. Yeah. I'm a big penguins fan. Always have been since I was a little kid. Um, penguins. Interesting. Why is that? Yeah. Um, I, I just loved when I was little, I just loved that penguin logo. I think that's what really grabbed me. And they weren't too far from where I grew up. They were like five or six hours away. Okay. But I kind of grew up around Boston, Montreal, Buffalo, New York Rangers, Islanders, Penguins, Philly. They were all in the Northeast, you know, within within reach, yep, yep. usually on TV. Um, but yeah, I've, I mean, I grew up going to a lot of Ranger games. My first game ever was up at, you know, up in Montreal um, with my dad uh, during during like a hockey trip. We were up there for a hockey thing and you know they just happened to be in town that weekend and and we uh caught a game but uh yeah it's crazy and it's, it's turned into friendships with like henrik lundquist of, of the cool. rangers and cool. he loves music and loves playing guitar and that's always been fun but um yeah man i've i try and catch a game if there's a game going on in in a city that we're in on a night off i'm usually there nice do you watch uh the fights ufc bellator and all that 
I do very casually, very passively, but um, I'm not like obsessed with UFC or anything. I'd rather rather watch hockey. I'm I'm very into the World Cup. I love that, and I love uh, I do love the Tampa Bay Bucks. Man, that's that's been a torture of mine for a long time, and now it's <laughs> it's been awesome. It's kind of like cheating though that Tom Brady's on the team. You know? I know, right? It's kind of it's kind of a like veiled uh, happiness because you're you're definitely into. Um, I mean, obviously you want to see the team win, but just for the you know the the quality of the team to change so drastically from one player is just wild. I know, isn't it crazy? It's crazy. Nude vodka soda powers the Toddcast podcast. Sugar and sweetener free with just 100 calories and zero carbs per serving. Visit them online at nudebeverages.com.
And now, stop me if you've heard this before on the Toddcast Podcast. If you're an MMA fight fan, you will know Funkmaster Aljamain Sterling, the current UFC bantamweight champion. He won that fight with Peter Yan. Remember, through disqualification, due to an intentional illegal knee in the fourth, he's the only fighter in UFC history to become champion by disqualification. He had a rematch with Yan in April of this year, won by split decision. He'll face TJ Dillashaw, UFC 280 this year. And when Aljamain was a guest, he talked about how he was a comic book kid growing up. He talked about his love of the Flash and binge-watching billions in suits. We got into aliens visiting Earth, going to dance hall shows in Jamaica, time traveling to medieval times, having basketball hoop dreams as a kid. He shared his thoughts on legalized marijuana, had a near-death story as well. And stop me if you've heard this before, Aljamain talked about what still stands out about his first MMA fight. Uh, yeah, it was, you know, right after wrestling season, I lost. The first match of the tournament, I was right, I was a three seed in the tournament, and also a guy I was supposed to kind of run through, and uh, I lost by point. I ended up coming after Russell all the way back, mm. and against two returning All Americans, one national qualifier, and I managed to get back on the podium. So I was ended up being a two time All American, and um, that uh, that was pretty much the start. After that, I was ready in shape, and I said, you know what? Let's not lose any of this momentum and any of the uh, the progress we've, we've made in terms of cardio and conditioning. And we just went straight out into it. I think about a month later, I had my first pro fight. And from there, I was just like, this is it. We're making the jump. And here I am today. Stop me if you've heard this before on the Toddcast podcast is powered by FKP MMA, Vancouver's number one training destination at FKPMMA.com.
played at the next podcast show. That is a new song for Dan Moxon, a great song for him. It's got to be easily one of the best in our scene. Song's called Love Life, uh, played you Dan's band, Bend Sinister, B-E-N-D, Bend Sinister. And that was their song called Rock and Roll. And you're just a few weeks away from seeing Dan as part of the Blue Light Sessions with the podcast. We teamed up with the Blue Light Studio, great place, East Vancouver, just a few months back now, I guess. We're doing acoustic Q&A shows. Dan's going to bring it. This guy is so talented. Was hanging out with him at our show at Green Auto just a few weeks back as well. That was the JP Maurice, Dominic Frico. That was an um, amazing performance. We're going to have the audio and the video to chuck around here pretty quick. Uh, and he was saying that, uh, Dan was saying that uh, he's going to be playing some solo stuff, some band stuff, some covers. You can grab 20 buck tickets right now through Eventbrite. .ca, that's bright, B-R-I-T-E. Search out Toddcast Podcast. You can't miss it. We're only letting in 60 people, by the way. So grab in advance if you want to make sure you get into the show. So coming up in just a few minutes, in Listen to This, the True's lead guitarist, John Angus McDonald, talks about music streaming services and whether he thinks that they're the future of the music industry. That is powered by Tedco RV Supplies in Langley, RV Service and Repair. They're ICBC accredited. You can find them on Facebook and on Twitter at Tedco RV Supplies. First, the second of three Toddcast guests this week is our sporting guest, online fitness trainer and influencer Skylar Gates. You can find her through SkylarGatesFit.com. Everyone talks about motivation, like, you know, consistency and all this stuff. And I think that people just think it's like a set thing that some people are born with. And I don't feel that way. Um, Cause you know, like I let for, um, for instance, like yesterday I woke up and I just felt exhausted and I previously actually hurt my neck in the gym. So I couldn't work out anyways. But so if that were a day that like, I wanted to go to the gym, I would have just been like, you know, I really don't want to go today. This just isn't the day for me, but you know, I guess what I'm trying to say is not everyone's motivated every day to do what they need to do to better themselves. But um, in my history of not going to the gym for a while, if I'm not able to go for like a couple of days, it severely affects my mental health. And that's, you know, the main reason why I actually started working out and why I started my journey in the first place. Mm. And um, yeah, it just, you know, that's the best thing that I've found to help me mentally, spiritually, just, you know, everything. And, you know, you're building your body in the process as well. So that's awesome. Um, but yeah, just, you know, mental health is what keeps me going and just knowing that I'm going to be doing something better for myself, like whether I feel that tomorrow, the next day, you know, it just, it keeps me going. The fact that I know that I'm going to be better off, even if I'm not feeling it at the time. Mm, Cause I think a lot of people do it. They'll do it for like a couple, two, three weeks, a month or whatever, not really see anything and be like, eh. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, is this even doing anything? You know, or at least I've, I've, I felt like that in the past. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like, I feel like that's like a rite of passage because I definitely have as well. And I think that, you know, you find what works best for you. You find a good routine for yourself. And, you know, once, once you get in it for like at least like two, three months and you have that habit set and then you're fine. Um, but, you know, like, let's say like you get sick and something happens and you can't work out for a while, then you're kind of back at square one. Um so yeah, it's just all about finding like the motivation within yourself and like why you're doing it for yourself, not for, you know, just like looks and like vanity and stuff, even though that's nice. <laughs> Some nice offsuits. Off yeah, no, I like, I'm fine with that. But yeah, no, it just, um, yeah, it takes, 
you know, within yourself to really keep it going. As mentioned off the top, Skylar started down the fitness path only a few years ago in 2019. She was coming out of a deep depression and, and kind of looking for a way to improve the mental health. It's really only been since last year that she really started to get a foothold in the online training world. She now has her own app at her website, again, at Skylar Gates Fit. Dot com where she'll help you personalize a program that absolutely works. A hundred thousand people follow her on Instagram. Forty, maybe it's more than this now. I just checked a few days ago. Forty thousand plus on TikTok. She's always posting videos, photos, lots of motivation. Follow along, and you'll see she's super passionate about fitness and helping you accomplish your fitness goals. I had um, my transformation post. It went. I would say like semi-viral. I think it got like a million something views and it went crazy. And I literally, like, I would have never, like, I remember whenever I had like 500 followers and I was so thankful and that happened. I was like, oh my goodness, like everything's changing. Like it was just, it grew so fast. It was kind of scary because I've never like, um, I've never been like super confident, like talking in front of like a big group of people. And now like I have a platform where like I can do that so easily. And it's just kind of scary um, that I can like, you know, just say something like so many people can see it now. Um, but it's honestly exhilarating too, though, because it's making me, you know, really be confident, like what I do have to say. And like people actually like, want to hear what I have to say as well. Um, yeah. so it's been a huge confidence boost. So I'm just very thankful. I would have literally never expected this to happen. And for it to happen so fast, it just, it's honestly mind blowing. The full talk with fitness influencer, trainer, Skylar Gates is 35 minutes. You can hear it right now at our SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. We jumped on Zoom for this. You can also check it out on our YouTube page for the full video. She talks about almost getting robbed late at night with 800 bucks in her purse coming from work. Catching COVID three times. I think it's so nice I'll have it thrice during the pandemic. Uh, cheering on the Dallas Stars. The Woodstock 99 documentary came up. So did Hall and Oates, Tears for Fears. She talked about traveling to Vienna at 19 years old. She talked about time travel. How cool would that be? We got into a lot of stuff. Meal preparations, crappy jobs, Metallica, cheat foods. Found out she's really not into superhero movies, with the exception of Peter Parker. You know, I, I've never really been in the superhero movies like that. I will say I do enjoy Spider-Man. Like that series is really good. I would never go out of my way to watch it though, but I did like it. But let me tell you the new Batman that came out with what's his name? Oh, Um, Rob uh, Pattinson. Yeah. I was not impressed with that. I literally fell asleep and I loved it. Yeah. (laughs) What? Why didn't you like it? I don't know. Like, so I will say the one part that I really enjoyed was never they played something in the way by Nirvana. And it was like the car scene that just, I had chill bumps the entire time. But then after that, like, it was just, I felt like the plot was just really boring. And like to have like Zoe Kravitz and Rob, like they're such big actors, like it just didn't do anything for me. And the fact that I fell asleep, like that doesn't happen very often. (laughs) I don't even know how it ended. Like someone told me how it ended and I was like, yeah, I'm glad I didn't stay. Like it didn't sound like it ended that well. Wow. So, did you like it? I liked it. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, okay. I liked that it was. It was very good. Like I thought it was good in that it was very gritty and yeah. I liked that the, the world that they made of Gotham look like it could have actually been a city. Yeah. Uh, yeah I thought it was pretty good. Like I don't, it didn't blow me away, but I give it like a seven, seven and a half out of 10. Yeah. And yeah. I think maybe just I'm, I have harsher eyes just because like, I don't, 
I've never like really like followed the entire Batman story. So like, I didn't really like know a lot of like, I didn't know if like those villains were like in previous like comic books or anything or like in previous movies. So maybe like, I didn't have like enough appreciation for it, but it just, it didn't do much for me. Red Truck Beer, delivered fresh. The official beer of the Toddcast podcast. Ever you walking, babe? Won't be far behind. Never you talking, love. Give you both my eyes, yeah. Yeah, when I'm fussing, yeah, you get me right. Never I'm worrying, get it off my mind, yeah. You got me, oh, you see, got you, it's all I need. You got me, oh, you see. Got you, it's all I need. Ba bum ba da dum ba dum. Ba bum ba da dum. Ba bum ba da dum ba dum. Ba bum ba da dum. Cause I don't got a lot, baby. Not much to my name. But I'm not some cheap love. You my heart and space, yeah. And I won't be fooling, fool around and playing the game. Cause I just want your sweet, sweet loving, and I'm not walking away. You got me, oh, you see. Got you, it's all I need Got me, oh, you see Got you, it's all I need Ba-bum-ba-da-dum-ba-dum Ba-bum-ba-da-dum Ba-bum-ba-da-dum-ba-dum Ba-bum-ba-da-dum Be some petty fights Maybe a couple sleepless nights Now carry on, carry on You got me, oh, you see Got you, it's all I need Got me, oh, you see Got you, it's all I need. Ba bum ba da dum ba dum. Ba bum ba da dum. Ba bum ba da dum ba dum. Ba bum ba da dum. The Toddcast podcast is powered by Milano Coffee, bringing you the finest espresso and coffee concepts in the world. Online at milanocoffee.ca. 
And now, listen to this on the Toddcast Podcast. If you listen to any good rock radio station in Canada, you'll know the truce. Let's be honest, they're a staple of any good programming since the late 90s. They formed in Antigonish, Nova Scotia, now based out of Hamilton, Ontario. They've had a bunch of radio hits, massive tours, are said to be in the top 40 selling Canadian bands in Canada. And when their lead guitarist, John Angus McDonald, was a guest, we talked about his first concert, his favorite movies and actors. He shared his thoughts on the music industry and where it's heading, the shows that he was binge watching, the music that was in his house as a kid growing up. We talked about hockey, Star Wars, Star Trek. And John Angus gave his two cents on streaming services as well and whether he thought that they were the future of music. Listen to this. I believe that, yeah, I believe that streaming, I, I think ownership is definitely kind of a thing of the past. Like, uh, like you know, collectors are going to be just like, just like stamp collectors. Like they're, they're going to become like, there's always, they're always going to be around, but it's going to become um, much more of a rarity. Um, you know, just like who's amassing DVDs or who's amassing VHS, who's amass- amassing vinyl. I mean, I have a huge vinyl collection, but I don't, I'm not naive to think that everybody else has the same interest as me, the same sort of niche interest as me. I think that people uh, people want to unclutter their lives, and that it involves not owning as much physical things, and, and the technology now is, is there to, to make it so you don't have to. Listen to this on the Toddcast podcast is brought to you by Tedco RV Supplies in Langley, an ICBC-approved repair shop. Visit them on Facebook and Twitter at Tedco RV Supplies. Beneath the water's edge Now the future's fading The future's fading 
just got an ass kicking from a band called The Veer Union and a quasi new song for them. It's called When the World Awakens. They were out touring uh, North America earlier on this year and uh, caught the Vancouver date, played the Roxy downtown Vancouver on Gravel Street there. Even had enough shots and beers to get the courage to jump up on stage with the boys and sing their song Seasons with them. Love that band. Love the guys. Hashtag Liquid Courage. Played you Ivan Hartle and an excellent song for him. It's called You Got Me. I might try and poke uh, Ivan towards the end of the year, maybe see if he wants to do one of those Blue Lights uh, sessions with the podcast. We're big fans of what he's all about. We've seen him live before, blown away, completely blown away. Everybody we were with were like, who the, who the, who's this guy? What is going on? I think he would shine in that acoustic Q&A world. Bottom line, if you hear about Ivan Hartle playing a show near you, make the effort to be there. Speaking of live music, uh, find a list of shows that are happening locally with the indie scene at toddhancock.ca. If you're playing a show, if you're going to one, if it's indie, let us know about it. We'll post it up at the website. Maybe play a song or two to on the podcast, support the show leading up to it. That is brought to you by our friends at Mystic Rhythms Rehearsal Studios. Fantastic studios. 40 plus years experience in the music industry. They're family owned and operated. Every band that I've talked to loves it there. Great gear, great people. Find out more through mysticrhythms.ca. Okay, our final guest of episode 280 is Indie Week founder and the owner of Indie101.com, Daryl Hers, this week's lifestyle and entertainment guest, powered by Canuck Auctions, Canada's largest memorabilia and collectibles auction house. Find rare comic books, amazing sports collectibles, you name it. Great place to find a gem. They are online at CanuckAuctions.com. Now, as mentioned off the top, Daryl's been a part of the Canadian music industry for well over 25 years. He's the director of market development for CD Baby in Canada. He's worked in design and branding and marketing for Live Nation. He's launched one of Canada's largest indie music festival and conferences in Indie Week. Here's here's the deal. Um, when, when COVID hit, we literally lost everything. And we were, I'd say, two weeks away from closing for good everything. Wow. Like shutting down everything on the Indie Week side. Uh, of course, I'm working for downtown music, and that's great and, and such. But um, yeah, we were basically about two weeks away from just calling it a day after basically 20 years of work. And uh, like we lost other contracts, like we booked uh, bands for uh, the Maple Leaf, uh, like basically real sports after every Maple Leaf home game. And of course, NHL canceled. So we lost that contract. Uh, Although we're, we might be doing that again, uh, hopefully. Um, But so, so, so is a number of factors, not just the festival, not just the conference. Uh, basically everything was not happening. Uh, and, and it's tough as a business owner because, you know, you, you're responsible for paying staff and you're, you're uh, want to maintain that as best you can. But when nothing's coming in, you got to make choices. Right. So, so we were really close. And, and we also fell through the cracks of all the COVID support funding. We literally got none. We got $5,000 uh, for the entire year. So, so that was another thing. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Yeah. So we went into doing our online conference with a lot of questions, unknowns, like, you know, we are very lucky the support of our partners and our sponsors. They're what really got us through. Mm-hmm. 
And it's funny, everyone's asking, what do you expect? I don't know. How many people are going to be there? I don't know. <laughs> like, what kind of reaction are you expecting? I don't know. I've never done an online conference before. Yeah. Um, but the response is so overwhelmingly positive mm. and the results, like people got jobs because they connected with other attendees. People collaborated as songwriters with other attendees in other countries. Uh, people have released NFTs with NFT marketplaces in other countries. Um, so the results are actually astounding and overwhelmingly positive. And, and so that's where we were like, okay, well, we can't wait 12 months. So we created other conferences. So we now have four online conferences. Mm -hmm. and, and each time has been overwhelmingly positive. Mm. And, and our last one, we had the highest amount of registrations out of them all. So it actually, instead of seeing a decline, it actually went up. And when you really start to pick into Daryl's resume, I mean, look at this. He's worked with U2, Nickelback, Madonna, Beyonce, Jay-Z, Dave Matthews. He is a beast in the music industry. So what is his career highlight? Or can he even pick one? Yeah, it's it's that's a really tough one. Um, I kind of look at it as different types of moments. Yeah. Um, meeting certain people that you'd think you would never have the chance and meeting in a, a situation where you're able to have a conversation like, uh, uh, you know, having a dinner with John Densmore, the drummer, the doors and hearing stories about Morrison. Um, that was pretty crazy. Um, wow. You, you know, like, like what the, the hell doors. is happening to my life right now? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, like the, this is, those are the kinds of things. And what I have to sort of, I've kind of been lately kind of summarizing COVID makes you reflect and stuff. Right. Yeah. And, and if anything, my highlight really is doing all the international travel. And I just got back from Brazil. We had two Canadian artists playing there at a festival and it's the friends I've made around the world in different territories. Um, that and, and getting that experience of culture and language and food and music, of course, uh, mm -hmm. you just can't replace that. Like that's something you can't buy. And uh, I'm very fortunate for that. Going back to Brazil, I'm able to text some people. We meet for uh, lunch, dinner, drinks, all that right away and reconnect. And, and just having that sort of network of people uh, across the globe really is that's my highlight. Really, though, great answer right? I mean, it's the relationships you build along the way. Check out the full talk with Indie Week founder Daryl Hers right now. It's just over a half hour long. You can hear it at our iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. Of course, when you're there, subscribe. See it at our YouTube channel. We talked about the death of Chris Cornell and how that affected him deeply. The struggle of putting on live shows post-COVID. And since Daryl is one of Canada's best for putting on live shows and conferences, we got him to share his thoughts on the Woodstock 99 documentary and how that three-day music festival in Rome, New York, went sideways. You know, as a, somebody who puts on events, you're so close to so many nuances that it is hard to take the step back and look at the whole. Mm. Uh, and I like the one thing that I saw in it, though, was how they were ignoring the, the as it kept building. And, right. and, and, and I understand that 
there's also very much a need to show confidence in the public eye because if if the public loses confidence in you in your event it's done uh midway through it's done and so the, they were they needed to get to the end line they did what they needed to do they could have maybe done it in a better way um and and that was it like it's it's just a crazy thing and and uh uh sorry i'm trying to remember is it michael lang yeah. uh yeah so i actually the past yeah yeah so i actually met him uh in new york um number of years ago and got mm-hmm. to ask a couple questions and stuff and and uh y- you know it's an interesting thing where an event is created out of good intentions those good intentions were probably four years in planning to get to the event. And so many outside influences take shape and hold and push things in all different ways. And you're the one trying to get it to the end zone and and put on the best event possible. And you're the face of it. So, um, you know, it, it, it's funny because, uh, there's a number of us who put on events and these conferences and these festivals and they're multi days with bands from all over. The, the opportunity for one thing to go wrong is immense, right? Yes. Immense. And I've had just to kind of like in my own sphere, uh, I've had a volcano in Iceland ground us in Dublin for seven days. I've had, a lot happened in Ireland. I've had bomb scare in Belfast. Um, in Dublin, the Queen all of a sudden arrived and did stuff, and that meant security locked down all the streets, so that meant volunteers couldn't come to the venues. And wow. then, and we had a flood, so that meant the north and south were divided, of like you couldn't get across the river. Um, I've had a ceiling fall down during a um, artist <laughs> performance. Uh, I've had... Uh, what else did I have? Um, oh, uh, VIP tent rolling down Queen Street once, almost hitting all the cars because uh, we had a <laughs> we were ha- kind of like I, as a, I can't remember what year it was, but there was like a hurricane going through New York, and we caught the tail end of it. And sure enough, it was during the festival. Um, yeah, so you don't plan for that stuff, and and uh, that's for the most part that's like natural stuff but you also don't plan for the people that show up that are disruptive break stuff pull down stuff and and it's tough you know it's tough Podcast Podcast Entertainment Guest Visits are powered by Canuck Auctions, Canada's largest memorabilia and collectibles auction house. Find them online at canuckauctions.com
How cool and unique is this band? They're, we're getting a little bit of the Queen vibe. There's a bit of prism going in there. Of course, there's a modern touch, great writing, very catchy, almost a, a Billy Joel vibe at points as well. They are called Brass Camel and a new song, brand new song for them, brand new song for the podcast. Of course, it's called King for a Day, if you hadn't picked that up. King for a Day. Great song. Looking forward to seeing that one live. And hopefully, I will see you this Friday at the Wise Hall, East Vancouver. They are having their album release party. Redwoods and Cat Madden will open up the night. I've got my tickets. Doors are at 7.45. The show starts at 8 o'clock. We'll see you there. Don't miss the opening bands. Looking forward to next week, seven-time, seven-time Juno Award-winning Canadian singer-songwriter, say that five times fast, Serena Ryder is a guest. I feel like a lot of creativity comes from what happens after boredom. You know, and I feel like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, right? I feel like kids these days and like the youth coming up, they, they're not really given that opportunity to be bored and to have to use their creativity to, um, to, because there's just so much happening so much, you know, I'm sure that there is mm. some, there are some, some youth that are able to do it, but it's like before the internet, before, you know, these things before, right. you know, having like five minutes of like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm really bored. <laughs> I'm, I'm just sitting, staring out a window. Like maybe oh, I'll run to Dave's yeah. place and see if he's home or, you know, like. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to go outside and like, and that's when like creativity kind of starts flowing. And I felt like I had so much of that during, um, during the last few years. And cool. I started, a, I started a record label with my manager um, called Art House and we have a recording studio and we started doing all of these mental wellness programs Um we had a lot of time to be creative because everything was just online. Right. And so we kind of took that up as an opportunity to start our art house mental wellness programs where like once a week it was free and like youth and artists and people in the industry could come on and have, you know, group chats with really amazing therapists or doctors or, you know, teachers and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and I learned how to play archery again i used to i used to do archery when i was a kid okay um and i set you know i set it back up in my backyard i ordered myself a bow is it like riding a bike completely nice yeah completely um and just you know more time in nature and yeah hanging out with my you know my fam and a very cool take on boredom and creativity, Serena Ryder next week. Joining her is Vancouver Canucks writer Trevor Beggs and longtime Canadian broadcaster, holy crap, Stu Jeffries, the host of Good Rockin' Tonight. Remember that show from back in the day? He's one of the reasons I got into broadcasting. Can't wait for you to hear our conversation. Big thanks to this week's guests, of course, Dirty Honey singer Mark LaBelle. Dude, love your band. Appreciate you taking the time to jump the Zoom and shoot the shit. Fitness trainer Skylar Gates, thank you for being a a guest as well. We love your energy online. Of course, we're going to keep in touch. Indie Week founder Daryl Hers, you are simply amazing. Hashtag that. 
What you do for Canada's indie scene is incredible. Big props. We're always down to support what you're doing. So thank you again for jumping on again, dude. And that's going to do it for this one. Episode 280 as we're chasing down 300. My name is Todd Hancock. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please tell your friends and subscribe. iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, comment and rate the podcast. All that stuff helps out. Search it out again, of course, through Toddcast Podcast. Huge thanks to all of our sponsors. You can find links to all sponsor websites at toddhancock.ca. If you'd like to sponsor the podcast, you can for as little as 10 bucks a day. 300 bucks a month. It's a couple beers a day. It's a couple cups of coffee. Anyway, help us find a sponsor. We'll give you a commission based on the initial ad buy. Send a business our way and we'll take it from there. Till next week, don't be an asshole. Nobody wants to be around that. Have fun, play hard, and most of all, believe in yourself. You've been listening to the Toddcast Podcast, powered by The Pint, Vancouver's favorite sports bar at 455 Abbott Street and online at vancouver.thepint.ca. 